Welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic Speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above floor 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I'm the wildcat behind the wheel, Vinny Michaels. This is our Wednesday episode. This is minute 18 of the movie Speed. This minute starts with the final hostage tentatively reaching out for Jack. And it ends with Harry educating us on the dangers of premature evacuation. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I failed. That wasn't even, uh, see, I got I to gotta aim higher for the humor level. I forget that I'm dealing with like, you know, a, a, an amateur actor and comedian. Uh, I'm going to, I keep working harder at that. That's okay. There was See, a, um, when, you in, there's a, when you insult me, it's funnier. No, no, I don't think that would have made you laugh anyway. There. No, it made me think of a, it made me think of a, a, a actually a different movie. It's with Seth Green and it's the movie can't hardly wait. And uh... he's like, he spills, he's at the party. He spills something on his pants and then he goes to like a bathroom and he's like, He's like he's uh, uh he's using a hair dryer to like mess off his, or to dry off his pants because it looks like he peed his pants, and then like somebody like walks in on him and like they're like oh yo oh it's his buddies that like think they're like you know rappers or whatever he's like yo our boy's got that premature evacuation and so that's what I thought <laughs> it reminds me of I used to listen to the West Wing Weekly podcast oh and uh, Joshua Molina I don't know if you know that actor. Uh, yeah, you do. Okay, so he used to have this thing on some of the episodes where he would say, uh, when his co-host would tell a sort of funny joke, he would say "tiffle," which is his acronym for "that is funny, comma laughing." Oh, nice! What so, a dork! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that seems like something you would like. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm a big dork. Well, no, because you're very cerebral, and I'm like, run into a wall and fall down. <laughs> no, it's true. I am a big dork. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. If anybody tells me, I am too. But in different ways. Uh, yeah, are, I mean, look, you're a theater dork, and I'm a computer mm, dork. Not, not so much that. It's more like I like entertainment stuff, like about dancing. Like I could tell you so much history about tap, and and then also about like weird stuff about martial arts. I mean, you know, we talk. You saw me dork out about martial arts on Roadhouse Minute and that sort of stuff when I started like talking about all that stuff. Everybody's a dork about something. You introduced me something. to Tony Jaa. Oh, nice. And Did I went back, I watched that scene where they were having like a fight in a room with water and fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. You watched Bentley, that. Bentley, stop stalling. It's time for us to do our pop quiz from last time. No, oh, I'm only stalling because I don't want you to lose this week. <laughs> don't worry. It's not going to happen. All right. So in our last episode, a... Uh, a man named Brian K. Grant almost uh, fell. Uh, he almost got his uh, foot chopped off when the elevator started to fall. Uh, but my question for you was the athlete Brian Grant, professional athlete for 12 seasons in what sport? Basketball. He played for the Portland Trailblazers, I think, at the last half of his career. You're very right. Ding, 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 ding. Nice job getting back, Thank keeping you. your streak going. Yeah, he actually he he I would say Brian Grant is what we would call in the in the trade a journeyman. Um, he had 12 seasons, but spread over five different teams. In addition yeah. to your hometown, Portland Trailblazers, he played for the Kings, the Heat, the Lakers and the Mavericks. No, nope. oh, the Suns. OK, mostly a West Coast guy. Hey, 12 seasons. I'm sure he made some bank. Hey, he's probably made a few bucks more than I have podcasted. That is also true. Where should we start? 
this this as i told you on monday this is maybe my favorite minute of the movie for reasons that we will get into and uh, i hope it's the same thing i hope it's the same thing i I feel like it is this this is like this is going to be like that scene at the end of sleepless in seattle where tom spoiler alert tom hanks and meg ryan find each other and then they both say to each other oh i always wanted it to be you wait no i think that's you've got mail i just screwed up my romantic comedies (laughs) doesn't doesn't matter same thing it's the same movie it's the the same same movie uh we got to pull this woman out of the elevator and again yeah, we find out some. Uh, we find out some facts. The, the, this is the day where we find out on Monday when I was talking about uh, we're not on floor twenty-two or, or we're not on floor thirty-two. You think initially we're on floor twenty-two. How much do you want to talk about the whole like pulling her out? Um, I mean, we're going to talk about once she sure. gets out, but just the whole. I mean, they pull her out. She almost gets her legs cut off. It seems like sort of your. It's your. It is your cliche action movie near near escape yeah and i i wrote my note is you can do it scared lady like, he's like <laughs> you can do it and then he, he pulls her out it's great and and that's and that's when i saw on the wall you see floor 22 yeah. uh and uh i think it may be in the oh no yeah it's in the it's in the shot like uh, of the elevator we were talking about yesterday you see it on the wall you see floor 22 uh and then uh um Using the miniature again with the fall of the elevator. So can I actually talk about that a little bit? Because I've did a little research. Um, Here we go. This is a great shot. So starting at about like second 16, when we see the elevator fall to its untimely demise, actually what you're seeing here. So you're right. This is the miniature. So this is the miniature that they built for the credits. But the crane, so we see this crane falling afterwards. It's very much like if you told me that Wiley e. Coyote was in this elevator. It's kind of the same shot that you would always see from the top down until it goes smush. That crane is completely digital. Yeah. And so what they have done here essentially is digitally composited falling crane on top of miniature elevator. And I got to say for 1993, when they were probably putting these together, that's a pretty freaking great shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if if like if the if the sign of good makeup is that you can't notice that it's that someone's wearing it, I think the sign of good CG oftentimes is that you can't notice that it's CG. And I would challenge anybody to look at this and really say I'm convinced that that's fake. Yeah, I didn't think it was uh I didn't think it was CG. I I thought it was or <clears throat> or maybe it is. It reminded me of uh Star Wars in the idea that they took a miniature and they exploded stuff, and then they composited the other stuff around it. Now, the sparks, I thought, I didn't think CG. I thought hand-painted, like, rotoscoping or, again, comping in, like, somebody, excuse me, someone took sparks where they shot it somewhere else, like they did with, like, fighter jet explosions, like in Star Wars, that sort of stuff. And then they place it in over the top, you know, using different layers where it's, like, a black layer. Then they have that, and they... All that. So it might have been the same techniques. The Wiley e. Coyote thing is great because it does look like it's super big and it just sort of looks like it stretches down, but it's still the the perspective of it doesn't quite match up with the miniature. But again, it's still a rad shot. And like only because we're analyzing it and we need something to talk about. Like when I first watched it, I was like, oh, great. Look at that. You know, and then like today was the only time like I was really like sort of nitpicking at it. It looks great. Yeah. I do have a quick question. <clears throat> yeah. So. Because we cut from uh, this. My next, uh, my next note is: if you're standing next to an elevator and it crashes like that, you're deaf. Like whatever side is towards that that thing, that explosion, 
you're you're you've lost your hearing for you know or it's been severely you know dramatically decreased for the rest of your life but i did enjoy that they were just like sitting around kind of like you know i wonder what's like what are we gonna how are we gonna what's going on up there and then just boom and like and i like how the like the door sort of bend out and like it's a good piece of like practical effects but like you know they're like there was like it's almost like a split second of them being like what's that sound boom and they're like oh god my hearing and yeah. then it's like you know, like Saving Private Ryan or something, where it's like, usually, you can't hear anything. Usually, they fall down now, um, and they did, and and they did. But my <laughs> so my question for you is like, okay, so these guys appear to have gone down into the basement. I thought that was just the lobby of the. Uh, I thought that was just the lobby of the uh, of the building because it seems like the same lobby, right? Uh, oh, okay. So you feel okay? So just out of curiosity. What exactly is their plan this far down? Like, if the elevator ever reaches this point, like, there's nothing they're going to be able to do. They're a higher rank, so they're like, we're not going up there in case something crazy happens because everyone needs the captain. Uh, But, like, I would imagine that they're there in case it all happens peacefully and the thing comes down, the elevator door opens up, then the captain of the police force and the mayor or whomever else is there can be like, citizens i'm so sorry i'm the captain let me take care of that sort of thing you know like you know basically really trying to garner those votes for later on yeah just just down there like ready to give these these folks a welcoming uh welcoming committee in in the in the and they always wrap blankets around them in the in the very common action movie event where the heist does not actually go off as planned well, the first 20 minutes of this movie was for nothing because we saved everyone and we all went home happy. <laughs> and then we, we figure out uh, we figure out uh, we're on floor 23, actually on floor 23. Yes. We see it in the background. Yes. Uh, but I think we're at the I think we're at the same note. This is it. This is this is the greatest moment in the movie. And this is the this is the moment where uh, and I want to get her name because this is this is her. Let's say it. Uh, let's on the count of three. One, two, three, and we say the line together. Sure, uh, we have to do it. We have to do it in the voice. All right, we'll do it together. Okay, All ready? Right, so we've got one, one two, two, three. three. My shoe. My shoe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so this, what I wrote. This woman. So she's getting. Is she My getting? Shoe. She, oh, she. She's running fast. <laughs> yeah. She. She does in fact lose one of her shoes. She almost died because she she was being scared, lady, and wouldn't get off the damn elevator. And now, I mean, I'm sure it was a very expensive shoe. I'm going to try. I tell you what, <laughs> since since you refused to laugh at my very, very funny intro. I, I thought, see, I thought this was going to be the joke. No, this is not my joke. That was ba- baked into the movie. You refused to laugh at my joke. So in, reta- <laughs> well, in retaliation, Bentley. At at five other points over the life of this podcast, at incredibly inappropriately contextual times, when we're in the middle of something serious, I will just say, my shoe. <laughs> and just like see it. what happens to you. <laughs> You'll probably make me laugh. All right. Uh, yeah, so I don't want to spend... We got our first joke no, of the that's week? That's not a joke. That's not a joke. That is No, some, not my shoe. That's some serious Afterwards. acting. We'll get to that. Just can I just ask you really quickly again? Sure. Since you're our acting consultant, do you <laughs> think? Quit calling me that. Do you think? Would you prefer I called you an actor? No. <laughs> okay. Well, you have more experience with acting than I do, which is none. Right. Okay. Well, then I'm a professional. Do you think? 
this was an ad lib on this actor's part? Do you think this is something that they just came up with on on the day? I guarantee you this is not in the script. I think it's either something on the day or it's bad ADR. I bet I bet well okay so do you think this do you think this was ADR did? It just seemed it just sits weird for me in comparison to everything else that's going on. No, I think you're right. I mean like with the chaos that's happening in the scene, there's no way they could actually get room tone and get dialogue that they could use. So they had to add it in post. So I think maybe it's something she said on the day and then they Maybe that's also why her her voice sounds so weird because they were like she didn't really talk all that much, <laughs> so they got someone like me, only the female version of me, who's probably there, you know, like replacing multiple, you know, female lines oh, throughout you know, people point. on the bus, and so they probably just sort of like played her reference because like I've done some some stuff like well, that. There is no reference. She has no. She has no. Oh yeah, no, that's right. She has a couple of words. Yeah, she has a couple of lines uh, earlier in the elevator, but like. You know, um, I'm sure, and I'm sure if she's an actress and other things, they had like at least like an odd, you know, sort of like a, but again, because it's two words, they're like, here's how she sort of sounds. Can you approximate that? Great. She's running away. We won't see her face. It'll sort of be in the background. Like no one cares. How much would someone have to pay you to come into a voice booth and just say, but you, well, I mean, I mean, I've done stuff like that. So like, it, it depends on the session fee. If it's a four hour session fee, and it's like a SAG minimum. I think it's fifteen hundred dollars for four wow. hours. And then I think, and then I think it's like around three grand for an eight-hour day or something like that. And that's like minimum. That's like minimum wage. Um, I want to hear so, four hours. I want to hear four hours of you doing different versions of my shoe. I've done that. I've done it. I did. A, I did. A, I did a thing down in Los Angeles where it was like a. Um, it was like a. It was for like a German hotel. And it was all in German. Mein Schuh. I, I, I'm the guy who dubbed it into English. So I had to match this guy's mouth that was on camera who's speaking German. And then, like, they had the subtitles. And so it's like I just had to – our beds, our villas, everything is very, you know, whatever ich, it was. Ich bin ein Schuh. Ich bin ein Berliner. All right. Well, tell you what. Let's – this is just a spur of the moment. I'll tell you what. Since uh, – Let's let's try something. I I will give you different emotions, and I want you to give me my shoe. My shoe. I do this a lot in voiceover. I did a. I worked for a very popular video game company that that I had to do this. This they is were a, like, a free advertisement for your okay. professional voiceover service. So for <laughs> for folks that with the en- greatest dialogue ever, enjoy written. what you hear. Just just imagine what Bentley can do for you with whatever you have scripted for him. Because just like Ron Burgundy. He will read whatever you put into the teleprompter. Okay. Are you ready? It's true. All yes. right. So again, in case you need me to, I can give you the line again. The line is my shoe. I've got it written down. But you have to do it here. Let's first let's hear scared. My shoe. Okay. How about angry? My shoe. How about uh sad? My shoe. Okay, and last but not least, how about uh, sexual come on? My shoe. <laughs> Very good. If <laughs> listeners don't uh, run, don't walk to your nearest web browser. <laughs> Computer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so okay, so we, we do get a little joke because we get this this cute little after drop scene between Jack and Harry. 
And so the two bros relaxing. That's right. We saved the day again. I believe this is what we call in professional SWAT terms, the afterglow. (laughs) Um, And so, and so we get a joke along those lines because they're talking about, you know, like, well, why did this guy go early? And Harry says, well, maybe he couldn't hold his wad. It's a common problem among middle-aged men. And then of course he corrects himself and says, so I'm told. So, or so I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's let's rate that joke on a scale from zero to fifty. Uh, I gave it a solid thirty-eight. Uh, Ten. <laughs> you think that's a good joke? No, I just think it's a good joke for his character and like where we're at in the movie. I guess so. I don't. I don't think it's a good joke. I just. I was like, oh, Harry. Like he's just like like Keanu doesn't care, but it's just like one of those. I just again, it's like it's like a joke for me. It was a joke for their friendship, where I was like, oh, this is how they bond. Like this is how he's like, I'm the old man. He's he's the young guy that's probably busting my chops. You're like if I didn't say it, he was gonna say it. You know, like you know, type of thing. We haven't talked about this yet. Uh, here we are in in week four. How old do you think the character of Harry is supposed to be in this movie? Uh, I would say Harry's probably at his youngest, 38, 39, but I would say he's in, I think I would say he's 40 to 45. I was going to say mid, mid to late forties. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I could see that. Like I would say I would put him probably around 45 and then I put, you know, I put Keanu probably around 30. I would say when they met, like, I would say it's been like five years where Keanu's like they met at like 25 and 40 and now like they're sort of That sounds about right. I mean, I'm guessing you can't just come right out of the academy and just roll into your SWAT tactical vest. So, like Jack had to put in a little bit of time like on traffic duty before he could go back to school. Jack also seems like he might have been uh special forces at one point with his with his knowledge and and know-how later on in the movie. And haircut. Well, yeah, and haircut. Um but like, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past that. There's like somewhere in the script that he used to be. So like, you know, he might've been able to skip the line a little bit. Yeah. Like he was doing, I don't know. He, maybe this is the unfilmed prequel to the Hurt Locker. Never seen it. That's a movie about some dude. Jeremy Renner plays a bomb technician in Iraq. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I've never seen it either. Perfect. Supposed to be good. It's directed by Catherine uh, Bigelow, who uh, got her the Oscar nomination, and she directed Point Break with Keanu Reeves. See, it's all related. Full circle. There you go. The circle of life. I'm ready to move on, sir. You I'm are ready. ready? All your, uh, so all your just, knowledge. Just a few more things. Okay, sure. Man, these tactical vests have a lot of pockets. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say when that When these earlier. guys are sitting here, I swear to God, like, all we know is that Jack has a battery-powered screwdriver in one of them. So, Which he used earlier in the week. Tell you what, let's do it. a bit. Let's let's go back and forth naming things that we think are in their pockets, and whoever okay. can't think of something to say first loses. Okay. I'll go first. Battery-powered screwdriver. Uh, can of mace. Victory cigar. Uh, pack of gum. Gun. A gun in the SWAT vest? Okay. I would go uh, batteries. Double A and triple A, nine volt. Uh, multi-tool. We actually know that. I cheated a little bit. That is true. Picture of somebody important. <laughs> you win. That is such a dumb <laughs> idea. 
<laughs> that's like, I don't know. It's like, talk to, wait here, I'll do it as Keanu. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. What do you think? Like, you think, like, when they're in the elevator shaft, they like pull over. It's got to be the really big pocket because otherwise your, yeah. your photo gets crumpled. Or, you know, I mean, this is in the 90s. So, like, I don't know. Maybe it's like a, I, I would say it was Jeff Daniels' character. He probably, like, a, a picture of, like, Kathy Ireland from, like, a magazine that he really liked or something like that. He's got to fold it up. He's like, me and Kathy. You think he oh, carry, they carry around swimsuit models in their tactical vests? Hey, whatever the superstition makes happen, bud. Uh, that's, or makes, <laughs> that makes something happen, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, or so he's told. Or, or so I'm told. <laughs> Here's your. Are you ready for your pop quiz hotshot, Bentley? Pop quiz hotshot. Uh, Here you go. We're back to numbers. Yes. Here you go. I'm so so these. this is our Michu question. <laughs> According to the American, this is a multi, multiple choice question. Oh gosh. According to the American Podiatric Medical Association, what percentage of women wear high heels? And I'll give you a choice, and you can tell us tomorrow. Is it 29%, 49%, or 69%? God, I just sounded like Peter Tamarkin on Press Your Luck. I don't know what that is. You don't I'm know what Press Your Luck is? How about, have you ever heard the phrase, big money, no whammies? Oh, okay, yeah. That's the Press Your Luck game show. Oh, gotcha. You know, there's a guy who actually figured out how to beat that show. Oh, is that that clip? That's, well, I mean, that's, there's a whole, there's multiple like documentaries you can, and I've watched them all. Well, about this I mean, guy, naturally. Makes sense. Yeah, because you know what? <laughs> if you listened earlier, you could figure out I'm a big dork. <laughs> no. So we'll find out tomorrow. High heels. How many women wear high heels? A, B, or C, babies. Well, thank you all for joining us on Speed Movie Minute today. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice. If you do so, I'll be checking. And if you do it, I'll, I'll read it on air and give you a shout out. You can hit us up on Twitter at SpeedMovieMin or SpeedMovieMin at gmail.com. What are your theories? What are your queries? Do you know how many people wear high heels? Let me know. Uh, you can also hit us up in the Facebook group, Bus2525, or if you're an exclusive Spotify gamer, or you just can go to our anchor page. You can play along with Pop Quiz Hotshot, and the winner will get to battle me, Bentley Michaels, in a Speed Movie Trivia head-to-head uh, all the links for everything that you need are in the show notes. And we will, of course, be back tomorrow with more Speed Movement. But until then, and as always, in the immortal words of Sam the Bus Driver, this ain't my bus stop. <laughs>